All right, here we go. Good morning. Yeah, I caught you. I caught you scratching. Oh, yeah. sorry. Good morning. <laughs> I was like, what did you do? What did I do? Um, good morning and welcome to your daily game face. And I'm Dr. Kim Lannon. I'm here with uh, my lovely producer, Lou Blasey. Good lovely. morning. That's an adjective that hasn't been used with me. Lovely? Too often. Lovely, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's a good adjective for oh, the day, right? Thank you. Yes. And, and you already started off giving me a hard time because I did was I? scratching. Oh, no, you scratched your leg. You scratched oh. your leg. I just came in. It just happens. Sometimes you get caught. Uh, I'll have to get all the itches out before yep. I get on, right? Uh, this this is the worst part, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Do not scratch your face. Don't touch. It's don't, the worst Don't then touch part. anything else, yeah. right? Oh, well, you know, so of course we're going to talk about, you know, the same stuff that we always talk about. But I thought I'd put a an extra spin on it this week with just moving towards sort of the direction we went last week, which is talking about, you know, living with, you know, purpose and having a better intention for the day and not being caught up in all the negativity because that's what people have been asking me for is, and trying is not more to about attack people take me take me down <laughs> off the ceiling yeah is, is the theme of every week and it seems more and more yeah. and and as we get further along in this it's just you know how do you stay off the ceiling with your anxiety and and having good conversations with people about you know the people that are the typical more anxious people aren't having that and the people yeah. that are just kind of your level run-of-the-mill kind of anxiety are the more anxious so um how to keep everybody sort of in balance so i did wear my karma shirt today <laughs> and when you when you th I, I was in my closet going i wonder would it be a good shirt and i'm like oh karma balance of life right. and people usually think karma in the concept of negativity and, right. and you know oh karma's going to come back and get you yeah. well karma is the balance of life so um, therefore, in this context, it's karma. It's good, bringing good stuff to you, and how do you put it out in the world? I put a um, post out yesterday, I think it was yesterday, about, you know, do something good for somebody today. Make someone smile. Be the person that, you know, does something else for somebody because everyone's so caught up in the drama still and all the negativity yep. and the doomsday and, and the terrible awfuls and, and all that stuff. And it's, why why do that all day long when you could do something so much better and, and good for yourself and for other people. My anxiety is more directed outward in the last week. I'm, oh, I'm, really? I'm ready to take hostages. Oh, this no, this is not good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell me more about that, Lou. Well, people, people in general just seem to be less cooperative. Well, people are getting stir-crazy. Yeah. And well, trying I mean, to find things to do, so they're getting more frustrated. I've actually seen an increase of that on social media because I follow that yeah. just because of what we do, and then also that's where I'm doing a lot of my work. And uh, I noticed that people are much more likely to say things that you wouldn't normally see them or hear them say. But I, as I'm sitting there in my yard, and I'm yeah. cleaning up my yard, and it occurred to me, because I need someone to do some junk removal here. Okay. And I went to Facebook, and I was going to post, you know, ask somebody, is there anybody out there who's doing junk removal or wants a few extra bucks? You know, come get my stuff. And I hesitated posting it, because what the hell kind of backlash am I going to get from this? Because the vigilantes are out there. Oh, yeah. And finally, I had to do the post, and I did it. I said, I don't want any vigilante wrath, and I'm doing this in the full spirit of cooperation without disrespect to anybody, but is anybody hauling junk right now? Right. You know, and it's like there were a lot of responses from people just laughing. It's like, yeah, that's a great way to approach this yeah. because you're afraid to do anything. Well, I'm not afraid to do anything, but I don't – You don't want the backlash. Yeah. No, I'm tired of the backlash. Right, and yeah. and the negativity and, yeah. the, and the moral majority that comes out or the moral minority at times that comes yeah. out to have to, you know, blow the bullhorn on the porch at the beach. Yeah. What do you right. hate old women? You want your junk removed? No, I just want my junk removed. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think I think to the point is there's some things that are essential. It was interesting that you say that. I I was watching a couple of people on posts this week about, um, and they were asking me before they would put up stuff about like there's someone that's actually doing an essential job in a hospital, and they wanted to get their hair cut yeah. to just look more the part, et cetera. And would anybody be willing to meet up that had, you know, and they put it out similar to you that, you know, I don't have anything. I've been quarantined. I'm looking for someone that's done the same. I'm just looking for this because I'm going into a position where I'm going to be with patients. And I'd like yeah. the backlash that came yeah. back, even though they set it up all the right way. 
And there were some people that gave good, you know, just like, you know, you know, buy a Flowbee. I don't even know if they make those anymore. You know, <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> shave your head. I mean, all these things, yeah. you know, tongue in cheek, I'm sure, are some of them. But, but the negative responses after the person was just trying to see if someone would be willing. I mean, yeah. and there, there's, there are circumstances where there's, remember, we're talking about the flexibility is being flexible. It's, it's you know. You know, if people are running amok, that's one thing. But if people right. are being mindful and saying, this is what my what I've been doing. I'm looking for someone that's doing the same, that would be willing to, you know, wear a mask, wear their gloves, sure. do this for five minutes just to help me worker. out. Yeah, come right. on. Right. Yeah. But we no, can't do this. they're getting the... Right. Yeah. And I get it. And I understand. Because if we don't all do the same thing and we're not all standing the same line, which is super important, then we have those problems. But... There are, you know, as with anything, there's a little bit of movement that has to happen to help some people out. And and obviously, for the sake of confidentiality, I mean, I know a lot of things that are happening with, within the reason of flexibility to help patients out there in the hospital. You know, yeah. protocols have been broken, all these kinds of things in the name of helping someone out that would make their life a little bit easier based on the fact that either they have something that they're, you know, going on for them as the illness or their family member or someone that needs to come in. And it's about just taking, I guess, context and saying, okay, this can be moved a little, but everyone sits on the, you know, on the pulpit to jump in and say, yeah. no, no, no. And it's like, really, again, stay in your own lane. Yeah. <laughs> It's any chance, and this is the cynical part of me, but it's any chance to exhibit moral superiority. Yeah. It's any chance whatsoever, any reason to do it. And I was reading this piece this week about uh, the flattening of the curve around the country. <clears throat> and uh, they were talking about states that <clears throat> excuse me, don't have shelter-in-place orders. Yes, and their, we could talk about that. And their curve has flattened very similarly. And what the the prevailing theory of that was, if you talk to people about the the um, severity of the issue, they're going to self-police. They're going to self-adjust. You don't need to be this draconian about it. You don't need to be slamming other people. And by the way, when I was talking on a show yesterday, um, we're a nation of 350 million people. There, right. are, there are people who think the earth is flat in this country. This is true. So you're going to have people who don't believe this is real. You're going to have people who are going to ignore all this stuff. You're going to have people who are going to rebel against it. Sure. It's a fact of life in the United States. We're a huge nation. Right. And there's a lot of people who think a lot of things. Right. You know, so this 100%, this drive towards 100% compliance, we're just going to live with the fact not everyone's going to comply. Right. And I think that you also have, and I think to add into one of those pieces, you're going to have people that don't even know about it. And, and you know, I've been talking about this obviously a lot, and there's people that, that still live in this country that don't have access to any kind of knowledge base. I know, huh? And yeah. and people are like, no, that's not possible. Oh, but there are, and there's a a very large number of people that do not have any knowledge of this, don't have any way of getting this information, unless it somehow trickles into something, yeah. and they're not doing any of that. And so, of course, like with anything, you're going to have those anomalies or the outliers on the on the curve that are not going to be accounted for because not everyone right. is going to do that. But what it is important is, you know, well, there's multiple pieces of this is, is, you know, the psychological aspect of understanding that, you know, here we are on the fringes, you know, Boston, California, um, Florida, all the all the edge states, you right. know, are all doing the thing that's kind of I think of it as like the containment field, yeah. because as you go towards the center, you're still going to have it. But hopefully, hopefully, and if you listen to some of the doctors, not all, that it will it will be the yeah. trickle down effect. But still, you know, like you just said, making sure that people by proxy will listen and say, well, my state may not be under quarantine, but I think given that everybody else is doing it, I'm right. going to do it because groupthink will follow and therefore it will protect that as well. The, the only concern, and I've been talking about this with colleagues, is the only concern about that little center space or large landmass of center space that people aren't doing it the way we're doing it is that they they don't have the actual full bore you know crossover yet of all the contamination and that sort of they'll be behind the curve and then they'll have to start a little fresher a little bit back you know four weeks behind us kind of like you know other countries have done and that's Maybe. Maybe and possible and likely. But the psychology but, of it, I think, yeah. what you just brought up is so important that people will follow. And this is one of those times where groupthink is a good follow on that particular thing is there's nothing wrong with quarantining yourself just to make sure you're safe if you care about yourself or other people, but not to the point where you're making yourself crazy. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. It's like you don't go to the – I go to the grocery store every other day. I live by myself. Yeah. So I buy as much as I need and I go. I don't do that anymore. You know, right. I've extended it out, and I'm I'm somewhat skeptical about the severity of this whole thing. So, but I'm still doing it because it's just common sense, and you make it, and you know people are upset about it, and you just you don't want to make people uncomfortable, and that doesn't mean you sit in your that doesn't mean you sit in your living room. Well, you, yeah. So you, that's so that's the balance is that you know that you know in 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 my field and my you know code kind of of mm-hmm. ethics that I follow is that you know I'm going to make sure that everyone gets the same information for the and what you do with it in terms of like right. how you then follow it or put it into practice, you know. But being reasonable, rational, and realistic of you may not believe in the severity or you may be over the top in the severity in your belief. But the problem, the not the problem, but the solution is is find a way to make sure that you do the best you can keep yourself safe other people you with safe and you know and be mindful of that it's more about you know how do you not participate in the spread of the negativity and all the other stuff that comes with it yeah and it's funny because there were two things this morning i got up and i hit facebook Uh. because i'm up early in the morning and i'm working and you know i've got spaces in between because it's time-based it's radio i'm waiting for reports i got 15 minute spans so i'm on facebook and i'm looking at two stories that infuriated me this morning and got me off on the wrong track uh-oh. It's like, one, there was a local story in uh, Newburyport about uh, they were telling a story about getting these 3D printers delivered. They couldn't deliver them to school because the school was closed. Okay. So they delivered it to an individual teacher. Okay. And he started making masks for healthcare workers. And he made this thing, which was basically a splitter for a ventilator. It was a piece of plastic that took one input from the ventilator and parsed it out into four. Oh, okay. And I'm thinking, and at first I'm going, hey, that's kind of cool. And then I'm thinking, wait a second. We were that far away from quadrupling our ventilating capacity. It was that simple, a piece of plastic. Can we actually do this? Are we accounting for this? Are we paying attention to this? I, and I, well, I, and I, th- I think, I mean, I don't know that particular story, but yeah. I've heard similar types of stories where people are kind of going out on the entrepreneurial limb and helping by coming up with these creative things. And I think, hey, you know, yes and no. We, we've been that close and that far away, and it's just maybe taking these people that are doing these things on the side to do that. Because, you know, we're not having all of the availability or we're short or whatever it is. But right. but, but ventilators was such a huge part of this. And yes. nobody had the thought to, hey, let's just split them. Right. It's a, literally, it's a piece of plastic. But literally, you could probably duct tape this I together will ha- on I will have to look. And it was on Facebook this morning? Yeah, it was on Facebook. I'll it's on, it's on my timeline. If you look at my right, timeline. I'll, I'll look at it. And it was yeah. just, a, it's just a throwaway thing. Oh, and creating. And they had a picture of it. Yeah. With the 3D printer creating ventilator splitters. And it just went from one ventilator to four with a piece of plastic. Huh. That's that's very cool. That's you know, very cool. That's our problem. And, and the other one was Dr. Burks. Yep. Who and the U.S. policy right now is counting uh, deaths as COVID deaths if they're infected, whether COVID was the cause of death or not. Yeah, I, I actually even, did see that, and, and that's... even suspected. Right. And it's like, well, how is this helping us? create a proportioned response to what we're doing exactly well that's i think that i don't know if you watched any of the actual i don't watch news all day and then at night i watch maybe an hour hour and a half just kind of catch up on all the different stations to hear what everybody's saying Uh, so i I have that trying to watch news i read try to be you know you know knowledgeable about all those pieces but um i saw that yesterday about you know that that people are really um being overdone with the number being, you know, so high versus the fact that what is the reality of the number and the number is much lower given what you just said. And, and I don't quote me on this because I don't know if Dr. Burke said that last night, but I know there was talk about somebody on one of the news shows or a couple of the news shows talking about how the number probably was a lot lower because they were accounting for every number of death, despite if it was actually, you know, presumptive flu yeah, something said, else yes and and, and, and suspected then, yeah. and 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 then and then that number obviously inflates and then they were talking about you know and and this is what makes the psychology of this so interesting is then add in that now all the testing is truly starting we just had Lowell like at that big testing site and it was packed yesterday they had to fly over from yeah. now you increase the testing now that number is going to increase sure. and people are going to you know that it was being reported that that number is going to make it so that it it's you know, now it's presumptive cases, you know, more and more, and it's going to be bigger. 
but those people were already out there and we haven't been able to test. So all of a sudden the number is going to increase yeah. as well, By the which way, isn't that's... to say that people aren't going to end up in the hospital, yeah. but certainly you have to account for if we didn't know four weeks ago that these people were out there having it, which people do. And even back to October, November, potentially of last year, the number didn't necessarily spike because there's more. Right. It's just now there's more testing. Yeah, that's good news, by the right. way. And keep, and right, and keeping keeping that in check is the balance in your head that it's not it's not a flurry of all of a sudden panic because right this week when we're supposed to be at the highest peak ever anyway, and now we add in this bigger number because yeah. everyone's getting tested and you see all these testing sites now popping up, yes, the number's going to get bigger. Yeah. But keep that rational in your mind that we have testing, which equals more numbers, which means that we have just more data. That doesn't mean more death. That doesn't mean more of this, more of that. Keep it in perspective. Because it's, if not, then you're going to go right to that threat generator of, oh my God, and forget that, wait a second, two weeks ago, we weren't testing to this extent. Right. So now we have all the material to know. But again, you're almost rooting for this because I believe personally we're millions of cases in. Oh, I think. Oh, I think. Which that, would advance yes. our herd mentality, which would lo lower the severity rate, lower the death rate, and even at that, my next step is because there's a daily. They keep there's places where you can keep the count of it. Right. And there's an organization that keeps the count of it, and they put it in terms of per million. Right. And in the United States, right now, we have 1,200 cases per million. 1,200 cases per million. Yeah. Deaths per million, ten. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, quadruple that, five times that, ten times that. Right. Is it worth? the policy that we're laying on top of this. I mean, you you go five times that, that's 6,000 cases per million and 50 deaths per million. I mean, and look what we're doing to the economy. Look what we're doing to daily lives. Look how we're scaring people. Well, and I and think... And not to say that I'm not being... I'm trying not to be mercenary and not to dismiss 50 deaths per million. Right. Well, and I think I think that to the point of but where I think I can, this is the plague. We're living in this country as if this is the plague right now. And and I and I think that it, to the point of being like in you know mindful and living you know your healthiest best life every day mm -hmm. is looking at the reality for you of what you, like you just had facts in your head. You have resources. You know, putting in the in the space and then thinking, okay, and as a whole, how do we keep ourselves healthy? as a whole and as, as an individual right. in that. And how do you participate in it knowing what you know versus fear or versus, you know, you found a way, like we've been talking the past, you know, nine weeks, you found a way to figure out with all the information you know, which is what I've been asking people to do, is educate yourself, figure out what is going to fit for you to make it realistic, rational, and reasonable so that you can function healthy that's not at the extremes. Right. And that right there is a perfect example of what you've done to do that. But that's where the frustration comes in. Well, because well, because I'm everybody's doing it to their own degree. Well, because no, well, less so that I know how people react, and people react based on policy. What our leaders are telling us, what our right. leaders are doing, which is why Dr. Burke's counting all the deaths as COVID nineteen deaths. And I love her. I think she's done a terrific job. Fausti's done a terrific job. I have yeah. a lot of trust in them. But in this particular case, I don't know if this is benefiting us, because. What's happening is I know what's going on, they know what's going on, and yet I still don't have any control over the reaction. So that poor woman, that poor woman in healthcare wanted a haircut, gets savaged. Yeah. At, and we're living at these rates. She's getting savaged like it's the plague. Right. And we all have to have a more proportioned view of what what's going on. Here. Well, and I and I think too. And know, that comes from the media, and that comes from our leaders, and they're not doing it. Well, exactly. And yeah. so so speaking to that that overall point about how. You have to have much more information. You have to seek it out. Like like you just said, Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci. It will be interesting to, to, today to see if she switches the language around on that a little yeah. bit to see because I know you aren't the only one that's picked up on that. I certainly am not the only one that's picked up on that. I've talked to many people in the past couple of days about exactly what you're talking about as a way to, you know, because people are trying to think about how to make it calmer for themselves. Yeah. And so there's going to be enough people right. that hopefully it trickles into her. And I and I believe, it could have been yesterday or the day before, that Dr. Fauci, you know, he's sort of that level reason person of, you know, he, he kind of takes all those pieces and yeah. he's the one that comes in and says, well, you know, maybe, but, you know, let's play it safe. And, you know, so yep. he, he might not counter because of what happens when he counters, but nonetheless... 
I'm wondering if that will move and then it will kind of settle people a little bit more to your point about being able to see it from that perspective that we're not really, we shouldn't really be counting all these things as right. opposed to the fact that let's just take the actual cases. Well, in, in Italy, and I don't know what the numbers are now because this is a, something I came up with three weeks ago. It had to be three weeks ago now. Of the deaths in Italy to that point, only 12% listed COVID as primary cause of death. I saw that, on a yeah. death certificate. Yeah, and, you know, listen. That doesn't mean it didn't play its role. And obviously, these are elderly patients who had comorbidities and right. other issues going on. Uh, but I, again, it's about perspective because right. I, I don't believe we can act as a country like we're living in the plague if we're not living in the plague. Right. You know, there has to be proportioned response. Has to be context. Has to be. In that, and so perfect, perfect thing for what we've been talking about. Exactly. It's it's you know, proportionate to the context, proportionate mm -hmm. to what you know, what you believe, what's truth, what's not, like taking those facts. And so, but you went and looked for, that's, you went and looked for it. Yeah. You went and tried to figure out what is, what's really going to make sense that's, that's in there that pushing all the other stuff away. And most people don't do that, which goes back to the point, you know, the psychology is, you know, you know, the herd mentality going towards yeah. what, you know, today I heard this. And then tomorrow it's different. And then, and but the problem is in, figuring out. Wait, where's the where's the the line of healthy in there to make it so that I'm not driving yeah. myself crazy? Or like you said at the top of the show, that where am I going to be able to be healthy that I'm not, you know, lashing out or feeling right. so frustrated that you know I'm I I have to be hyper vigilant to put out a post to say hey I need some help, and not get you know crucified for it because I'm not going along with right. today's thing. Yeah. But, but you know this to be true, too. It's the old uh, Mark Twain quote, there are three types of lies, lies, damn lies, and statistics. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, I could turn around today because, I'm, first of all, I've been doing this for a long time. But secondly, I could turn around today and convince you it is the plague if sure. I wanted to. I could sure. pull out reports. I could pull out numbers. I could pull out, you know, facts. I'd be less likely to believe you, though. <laughs> well, yes, but you can make convincing cases if you want to. And I'm worried I'm cherry-picking my data because what I'm looking for is this is not as bad as they're telling us it is. And I'm looking for it, so maybe I'm... Uh, You're self-selecting. I'm self-selecting, Right, yeah. for things that you want to, but... And but, overweighting the things that support the conclusion the, well, that I so want to have. Well, so you're doing the, the self-confirmation yeah. bias. You're looking yeah. for information that's going to confirm what you believe. And 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 here's the thing in, in, in my day-to-day -day is, you know... If you're looking for something that you believe in that's actually going to help you function better and it's actually going to make you not, you know, be on the ceiling right. and it and it's not going to be, you know, necessarily conspiracy based and all these things, it's I would rather you be doing that or anybody that I'm, I mean, I'm not talking specifically to you, but I'm talking like anybody. I'd rather you be doing that than yeah. buying in on a daily basis to today, you know, the sky's purple, tomorrow it's yellow. Oh, I didn't say that it was purple today. I didn't say, and do your own right. thing because it's hard to get it. We're human beings, so we go for self verification and self uh, self confirmation. Right. We find selective things that make our arguments true, unless unless we're really open to that growth mindset all the time we will go to the comfort that we know even if it's damaging because it's like oh well that must be there you will find anything yeah. out on on the internet anytime if if you believe yeah whatever you will find millions of pieces of information to back you up yeah exactly. i mean i've had some I, well i've had some very interesting things come to me in the past week that for storylines of like people being worried that you know the comfort and the mercy came in because it's actually part of this sex the sex trafficking thing and yeah. and that and that it's all a ruse and it's and I mean I'm hearing tons of different things and yep. you know I have that head bubble thing going on like yeah what it's about <laughs> it's about Bill Gates and uh, cell phone cell phones. oh and that always in yeah. that so so when you start hearing things yeah. like that I mean hey there's there's lots of conspiracies all those things. But at the end of the day, you know, my job is to always be like, yeah. what's the what's the core base reality to make you feel grounded? Is it that? Does it help you in your day at the end to think that the comfort is sitting off the shores of New York City with tons of young girls being sex trafficked? Mm, probably yeah. not happening. Probably not going to happen. Probably not part of this. And how is that helping you today? But people are believing that. And I'm thinking. Right. How's that helping? You know, yeah. Whether you believe it or not, it's just it's just. Well, the stuff gets thrown at me. The person threw this at me with the, the uh, uh, phone theory. 
yeah. with a 53-minute podcast. And I wrote back to them. I goes, can you summarize this for me? Because I'm not sitting through 53 minutes with this guy. And so they gave me the summary, and I started looking at the stories and some write-ups. And it's like, oh, God, I, I have no time for this. Right. You know, First right. of all, if this is true, there's not much I can do about it. i got to get through today. But the problem with this is I can settle myself, and I'm settled myself in all this. But I've got to swim in this ocean. Right. I've got I've got to swim with the rest of the people so that I feel I get a little frustrated when I have to put a post up about yard waste that yeah. I'm worried about, you know, a mob showing up at my door, although they'll be six feet apart when they show up. But well, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but a mob showing at my door with pitchforks and, and torches because I want some yard waste. Removed. Right. By the way, next door to me, there's a couple contractors building a deck. So people right. are out working. Well, so so I did a little research on on this, but not your particular issue, yeah. but a similar issue about that because people were having the same problem that are coming into my practice on a on a daily, weekly basis about like looking for assistance just in general with things. And there's actually yeah, can you imagine the elderly, older people well, now trying to get help? Help they can't. You can't in right. visitors and in, in nursing facilities. You can't. Right. You, so you there know. are essential there, there are essential workers that are not necessarily hired as essential workers, but when you're doing a a particular job for someone like waste removal or things like that, you know, and you know people. There was somebody that talked about like don't just hire a dumpster because you're trying to now because you have time on your hands to gut your house. But if you're having things that are happening, there are people that will come along because it's in your normal kind of day that will help you and do that. Yeah. And and there's you know there were a couple instances that I've seen that people have been writing around the country about around similar to yours that there is an there's an essential need for some of that to happen and that if you look that it will be there so it, you're not being bad. It's just that when you put it out on social media, yeah. you're bringing in the you're bringing in the judgment team of what you should and shouldn't be doing and again staying in your own lane not realizing that you know, I went out of my way to find out, okay, before people get in trouble and they're coming to me and asking me, like, you know, I don't want to be, you know, they, people that feel guilty or fe people that feel ashamed that they did something, like put their garbage out that was extra or something to be removed, for instance, you know, or, or get their hair cut because they're getting, they're going to a job and they don't want to look a right. certain way. Um, you know, what is the reality there? And there, and there are some provisions. There are some essential workers that are around to do that. Now, there'll be tons of disagreement on that, but there's actually provisions that have been made for people to have some of these things done that are out there, and they just don't fit into the full, the you know, the outliers that are there saying, you cannot do any of these things because they're actually provided for out there that you can do that. I mean, it's the same thing. You know, as, as a liquor store, the liquor store, many people be like, it's non-essential. We talked about this. Yeah. It is essential. It's yeah. medicine for people. Uh, it, so it's a matter of where people decide what is essential and what is not. And so people that are judging you won't think that it's essential. But there's many people that do feel it's essential to, you know, you know, get certain things, you know, taken care of around the house. And there yeah. are contractors. Contractors are considered essential. But it all comes down to... You know, stay in your own lane. Do yeah. what's right for you. You can't cast judgment on someone else. You can, you know, I mean, I went for a run this weekend, m both days, Saturday and Sunday. And there was a car, there was a house that had 11 cars at it. Now, that car, those house, that house only ever has two cars. Right. I run by it all the time. Yeah. Had 11 cars out in front of it. Yeah, that's not. 11 that's cars. Not there was no one outside. Yeah. But I had that moment in my head of, of this, you know, the cognitive dissonance of I know what's supposed to be being done and what am I going to do about it? And immediately I was like, practice what you preach. Stay in your own lane. You know, if they were out running around and they were all like wrestling, I probably would have said something. Yeah. But also being mindful of the fact that, you know, people shoot you this day, these days. <laughs> I'd like to not die. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, but just being mindful of that. And then, and then. I try to curb my daughter's road rage <laughs> that, that I gave her. There unfortunately because i tell her you never know who's in the other car well exactly don't, don't antagonize anybody hey, and, and you don't so, know who you're dealing with and so you have to follow through i mean i'm doing this going yeah. okay i'm on a nice run i see this i'm having cognitive dissonance you know oh my god what am i going to do about it so i you know i couldn't see anything other than i knew there were 11 cars that are supposed to only be two right. and then the next day i ran again and there were no cars so yeah. i had that moment of hmm and then yesterday i went by again and there were I think there were four or five cars. So, and then there's teenagers in that house. I know speculatively what's going on yeah. in that house, but this is what the point is of like, well, you know, 
people are people are listening, and I know lots of people. I think there's a vast majority they're doing the right thing and just right. being able to to curb their impulse to have to get together and do all those things. But also, there's people that aren't, and there's you know, unless you sit out in front of someone's house and lock them down, what are you going to do about that? And know, right? you have to be able to get past the thing in your head of conflict, or you know, you put it out there in the best way you could to ask for help with your your information to get rid of, and hopefully you got that. Frankly, I just wanted of... to see. I didn't. It was one of those things that's kind of a great. Because again, I'm looking at a. I'm looking at contractors. Next right. to a couple of guys building the deck next door to me, and they've got a dumpster out there. You should have asked them. Some well, <laughs> you someone asked. The only negative. The only semi-negative comment I got on the whole thing, and this is a public group for the town. The only semi-negative comment I got, well, where are they going to dump it? I guess I don't know. People, dumpster companies are running. I know that. Yes, There's they a are. dumpster next door to me. They are. Right? Yeah, they're so, delivering. I, I have I have people up and down my street that are doing projects on their houses, and they have dumpsters, and I've seen people come in and out. Sure. Yeah, and I know the municipal facilities are shut down, but the municipal facilities shut down at the drop of a hat. I right. Mean, municipal facilities aren't going to run right now. I don't understand how it uh, expands the situation to take a pickup truck full of you know, seagrass to the local dump off spot, but you know, the town's going to shut down. Well, that's what they do. So here, so here it goes back to that, that cognition, you know, the cognitive dissonance thing of like, what are people thinking? You know, how do you, how do you mentally adjust for yourself on a daily basis, knowing that great question, the person asked on your, on your regular site. Now I'm thinking about some touching my face. Here we go. Right. (laughs) Um, But they ask, where are you going to dump it? Okay, psychologically, where were they going to dump it in the first place? It's 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 the dumpster that's there already that's going. I mean, trash is being picked up every day. People, are, people yeah. I mean, the trash hasn't stopped. So yeah. mentally checking in and grounding to, you know, all your garbage is still leaving your house on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, or whatever day your pickup is. All of that stuff is still happening. Dumpster, you know, people are still picking up from behind Dunkin' Donuts, behind the restaurants you're getting takeout from, yep. behind the hospitals, behind these things. You're individually each getting all these things. So, again, it's about where is your emotional and mental and intellectual cognitive base thinking about the reality of, you know, if, if we're in full lockdown and, and all that stops, then that's one thing. But the fact is, is people are still living but within this rule and boundary and people have such a hard time living within the rule and boundary. And it goes back to a few shows ago when I talked about free will and reactance. And, oh, yeah. you know, when we are told we can't do something, we're more likely to want to do it. Yep. Or or if we're told we can, we're more likely to say, no, I'm not doing it. So it's that it's in that whole right. psychology of that of of free will decision making. You know, I want to do it. I'm rebellious. I'm not rebellious. And and it's it, this has been for me a fascinating case study as yeah. a huge country <laughs> watching you, all these things happen because we're pressed constantly on this mental health issue every day people are just you know either over the top or not caring about it right or you know you've got tons of people in between but it's just these interesting little anomalies that actually are big anomalies because lots of people are dealing with what you're talking about lots of people in between that's the 80 20 rule yes to me and what happens is we hear Ten percent on either side. Right. There's eighty percent in the middle who are doing what they can do. Right. Trying to keep food on the table, trying to keep a roof over their head, and doing the best they can here. Right. And then there's the the nuts on both sides. Right. The you know? the extremes. But always. unfortunately, two, that's all we see. The two standard deviations. And so, for people that are listening and watching today, that's a that's such a that's that's life. Is that you know you have your normal bell curve. You know we talk yeah. about curve and people. I've actually people don't know what the curve is surprisingly so when when you were in school and you learned about a bell curve and you know you see a a graph with with a bell at the top and then you have it trickle off on both ends it's the center is where the majority of people are for people who don't know i'm just doing quick education and the outside of it where it gets thin and down to the ground you know obviously that's where the outliers are it's where the 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 standard deviations the things that deviate from the norm in the middle push out to the edges no matter what topic, whether it's about politics, oh, religion, this sex, is our country right now. The eighty twenty rule. About, right, yeah. it's all about. There's always, no matter what topic, there's always the psychology of the outliers, the ones that are on the edges and the fringes, and then you've got the middle, and that's you know. So when it gets converted to flattening the curve, 
it's this it, you're flattening the curve to go down to that I, yeah. there's been a few doctors in the past couple of days that have talked about taking that 80 20 rule and being like it's not really about flattening the curve as much as it is just getting people sort of like to meet in the middle as opposed to flattening it and so it's yeah. an interesting take that's changed some of the mentality around instead of pushing it down to flatten it out so that you're that way it's more about getting it so that it's it's more coming to yeah. middle. But on a psyche standpoint, yeah. the problem is the 10% on either side, the 80, as opposed to the 80% in the middle, the 10% on either side is the loudest. It's what we yes. hear. We do, this is all wheel. we're hearing. This is, it's either the plague or it's not happening at all. Right. Or it's, it's, it's government conspiracy. It's right. The... And these are the two things we hear all the time. So you tend to think that this is where we are. Well, right. 80, 80% of it aren't there. 80% of us are taking it seriously. But by the same token, you know, we've got to go on to a certain degree, too. Right. You know, the, that's the those of us in the middle who are struggling with trying to be socially conscious and trying not to spread this disease. Right. And trying to keep our families fed. Yeah. Well, and so, you know, Lou, if you think about, you know, the psychology of, of any issue. Yep. An issue meaning, you know, the ones that come up for controversy that, you know, there's sides on. There's always that volley. Yeah. You know, the volley of... of and so in couples therapy, yeah. in couples therapy, we call that the right fight. The right Who's going to be right? Oh, I say, yeah. Right? The yeah. right fight. So you got two people, two sides, and yes, but, yes, but, yes, but, yes, but, the back yeah. and forth. And, and how do you help a couple do stop that and bring them to the middle? And, and so it's similar when I think of this or whatever issue comes up when i think of this particular one it's how do you get people to come to the middle and do similar things yet staying true to themselves without without sacrificing an integrity of a belief system that they hold at their at their outlier position where they're the squeaky wheel right and that's really hard well it's funny what came <laughs> which is why there's divorce <laughs> It's funny, what came to mind uh, when you said that is having going through relationship cycles in the past, right. uh, one of the little golf tips that I got that I hang on to really strongly yeah. is what's more important, the issue of the relationship. Right, and right. And it seems like that's a question we don't – when we get polarized on all these issues, we never ask the question. And what we tend to do is we tend to think the ideology, the position being right is more important right. than the outcome that results from it. Right. And – and so the, in I other think, words, I'd rather be right. In other words, there are people who would rather this be the plague, right? Because and be right about it, and be right about it, right? Than have a good outcome and and hear that, you know what, you know, either the social distancing worked and we mitigated it to a large extent, or maybe we were further along in the infection curve and maybe her, uh, herd immunity right. is a little further along than we thought, or maybe it's not as severe as we thought. Right. They don't want to hear that. No. They want to hear, no, it's bad, and we were right to be worried, and we were right to shut down liquor stores. And, and that's, I mean, yeah. how many times have you and I already talked about that, about the fact that, you know, staying in that mode of, of it's bad, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. And, yes, it's, it is bad for people that are getting it, and certainly – but if you're staying as you as your day-to-day -day life is going on and you're only in that talk about herd immunity versus herd mentality right, right? yeah <laughs> right if you're in the herd mentality of of that of that one side of the curve that says it's bad it's bad it's bad it's bad the you know psychology predicts i know statistically but predicts that you will self sabotage you will be more likely to put yourself in the vulnerable positions you'll right. be more likely to get yourself with immune drop you'll be more likely i mean it, it just speaks to just human nature is the right. more you the more negative you you know you present yourself the more you put out all the negative scenarios the more likely those things will come to you you know i mean it's you know it's the whole thing about you're not balancing your thought if it's all doom well, and gloom yeah. because people are so invested in the drama that's how because, curses work. Right. It keeps it self fulfilling keeps, prophecy. Right. It keeps them invested in yeah. what they know so that, you know, how many times have you heard say people say, See, I told you. See, I told you. God, it's my favorite thing. <laughs> what? It's your my favorite, favorite thing, thing to, to say. say. I told you so. Uh, <laughs> but uh, see, this is in, in this day and age with social media, this gets worse because the people who are vocal and feel strongly about it will come out and say so. And right. it makes it that much more difficult for them to be wrong. Right. And to, to say, you know what? You know, I was wrong about this. I overreacted. Right. And I've come to the point at this point where I underreacted at the beginning. I take, right. this, more, I take this more 
uh, seriously than I did at the beginning. Right. And so, but you've done that because because there's people that haven't moved off that position that yeah. you just talked about. You you've you've watched over the past few weeks to grow with what you know. Yeah. If that makes sense, people haven't grown with what they know. Yeah. Because they haven't known anything different. They've stuck with because it's, it's no big deal. Well, plus, if you're out on Facebook and you're posting all the time for your particular position and you decide that you may not, but you decide that your position is not valid anymore, you overestimated or you're underestimated, it's difficult to admit that. Right. Because Which is why I tell people not to post. Committed. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Don't post stuff that you might have to come back on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and I mean. But this is, we dig ourselves uh, positional holes. Well, and, and that's, and that's I think, you know, when you say something, you know, you and I, I think, both try to be mindful of what we say so that, you know, we know it can, obviously, it's being, yeah it's out in the world. So, you know, if, and, if you, and if you say something and, you know, three weeks later, you have to say, well, you know, yep, that's where I was coming from them. And, and yeah. then, and being able to say, yeah, it's changed because now I have more information. But people aren't willing to drop on that sword because then it goes now back to the first few shows, right. ego. It yep. hurt. I can't be wrong. Yeah, you right. can. Yeah, Absolutely, you can. You can, yep. you can be wrong, and and you're more you're more genuine in living up to your actual right authenticity of yourself to be able to say, you know what, I am wrong, or I was wrong, and and I got educated because I think a lot of people in this particular instance came in, you know, on that on that side. It was it's the extremes. People either came in at the full end. Oh my God, it's death, which people are still at, and. I think more and more people have gone, well, okay, I didn't really take it as seriously, so now I'm saying, uh, I think it is. You know, I mean, aside from, I mean, I don't remember you being a few weeks ago that indifferent to it. I, think uh, I wasn't indifferent to it. I questioned, I kind of still do, but I questioned the severity of the political, the policy response. Well, and I think, so. I, I, I questioned the shutdown. So I think that I think that and I still do the policy extent. response, right, mm -hmm. is different than the psychological response, even though they're connected. Yeah. And and I've broken that out, I think, before when we've talked about this. I think that they do go together, obviously. But I think when you're looking at it from a pure if you if I look at you and say, Lou, you're not a you're just a person thinking about this issue of, of you know, the the coronavirus. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. Then we talk about the emotional piece and what it means to you and what you know about it and how you live your life about it in that unidimensional yet three-dimensional space. When we start adding in all the little factors of like economy, policy, um, relationships, driving, gas price, like then it starts to obviously infiltrate. So what I try to do is get people to see it from their own standpoint of who they are as a person first so that it actually can make the other stuff not feel so intense does, does that it make though, sense does it though help me with that because this is the point where i'm at right now i i feel at peace with where i am with this personally right but i'm being inflicted with uh, i've been in, being inflicted with policy right you know right. Econ economic devastation there's a lot of stuff going on this is something that i'm i don't have control over and it feels frustrating to me because people are locked into their initial thought here and they're not realizing that, okay, the severity isn't what we thought it was. Maybe we should adapt. Maybe we should react more, find more balance, react more proportionately, and it doesn't seem to be happening. Our leaders aren't doing it because the pressure, because you can't ask to have your yard waste removed without right. getting attacked or right. your haircut without being attacked. What, what do you think politicians are feeling? Right. They can't, they can't make a proposal because they're going to get attacked on a thousand times scale from this poor woman asking to get her haircut. Right. And, and so, I mean, so hopefully that the listeners and you can and see that so that's all valid stuff yeah and it's it's certainly what people think about and i certainly think about all those pieces as well but when it's getting to the point where you're feeling that frustration you have to over worry about you know putting something out there on social media to ask for help and i'll go back to that place in you to say okay for me as an individual yeah <laughs> with all those little extra pieces of collateral what is it for me today as an individual? How to live my life? How do I make myself happy? How do I live with purpose today? How do I find, how do I stay true to who I am? Right. And and that that helps people stay grounded and centered so that when all those other pieces are sort of like bumping at the door, they can bump at the door and you can consider them, but you don't have to let them in. I guess. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It, and that doesn't mean you're not acknowledging them or whatever, but you're just not letting them infiltrate because that's that ends up becoming you end up becoming one of the 10% down the line potentially of the squeaky wheel that has to be right, which you know, that's not because ne- that creates so much stress for a person. The people that live in that, I mean, I certainly have clients that live in the 10%. And the amount of stress in them and it's different than the ones we've talked about when I've said, you know, people that are really anxious and like worry yeah. warts. This is more people that are really bound to the idea of being right. Yeah. And to the to the point where they're having heart palpitations and then they're worried that if they are having a heart attack or a stroke that they're going to have to go to the hospital and they don't want to be around people that have COVID. Like we're going right down the chute that because they're so wed to what's knocking at the door, they've let it in and, and it's staying overnight. Right. <laughs> and, and I'm saying... You can let it knock at the door. You can have a conversation with it, but don't let it in. Yeah. And it's, you know, if you can sort of visualize that concept that, hey, you have, you know, everyone's showing up at your door knocking and saying, hey, I want to talk to you about this. And you have the conversation with the politics side and the and the medical side and the economic side and, and whatever. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, you have no control over those particular pieces other than for yourself. You have control of what you're going to do based on all those things with your money, your time, your job, your family, your yeah. you. And then you don't be infiltrated. <laughs> yeah. See, I have problems with that. <laughs> I have problems with that because we got here, we got where we are today by a wave of people. Yeah. Uh, with a certain amount of information, with a certain um, catalyst. Sure. We, we got here based on mass movement and mass well, yeah. thought. And we have to get out of it the same way. Right. But so, what it, what I, are you, what are you And I've been doing this for a long time, so I feel I need to be proactive. Well so then yeah. and, and there's so I'm not discouraging anybody yeah. from being proactive at all, certainly. But it's more about like when I know that, you know, there's listeners out there that are thinking about, okay, globally and doing that versus individually and making sure you can do all that stuff. Absolutely. Because yeah. people should be proactive. People and, and take your beliefs and make them, you know, active in the world and activate them everywhere you can. Absolutely. Because then if, you, if you're a bystander, obviously that's not going to help anything. Right. However, when it comes down to also, you know, what makes you sleep at night versus not, yeah. are you able to, I think that's what more I'm speaking to is like, are you able to manage keeping that in the square around you during times when you just need to be there for you versus, oh, yeah. Yeah. because people don't do that. And so, because it gets all mushed together as one and I'm more inclined to get people to say, yeah, well, yeah, it came together as a mass. I agree with all of that, Yeah. right? I have a but COVID curfew in my house right now. You what? I have a COVID curfew. You do? Yeah, after 9 o'clock. We're oh. not doing that. We're, we're watching a movie. We're watching TV. We're, we're not reading COVID articles. We're not that's talking good. about 5G. We're not, uh, you know, we're not getting into this stuff. But see that, and so that's speaking yeah. to what I'm saying, is like you have a curfew. I can't do anything yourself. about it after 9 o'clock. Right. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I can't well, do anything about it before. But. I was going to say, you can't do anything before either, <laughs> yeah. but except for yourself, right? Yeah, and taking yeah. care of you. But, but I mean, it's, it, that speaks to, I think, that the exact point is you're yeah. finding a time when it's, it's not, you're not letting it knock at the door anymore. Right. It's kind of like I don't answer phone calls or, or texts or oh, things God, after yeah. a certain time. Yeah, see, maybe that's where I got it. I don't answer phone calls, period. <laughs> I'm one of those people. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So. I know. We've talked about that. Yeah. But no. so I hopefully my point about just being like, you know, taking care of oneself before you can take care of the other. Yes. While still being able to do that. Yeah. Because certainly everyone can make an impact on the world around you. If you're, if, you know, I think that your ideas and, and, and you being everybody, anybody's ideas can should and should be out there in the world talking about it. It's a matter of then. Are you triangulating, which I know you are, but in general, like, are you, you know, people that I'm seeing many times that are going through the stress and anxiety of, of, of whatever issue they're dealing with, don't do the triangulation. They don't do how many pieces of information I, can I get to have a growth mindset because people are, are taught, raised, and then, um, rooted in believing whatever they believe but based on a lot of times the very negative thing because it keeps them in the illusion of control. Yeah, and there's this, this whole anchoring bias where right. you read that first article, whatever it says, whether it's 5G or whether it's Bill Gates or whatever it is, right? and you lock into that and then trying to talk somebody out of that is right. is difficult because they're so anchored in it. And, it, and it's 
Well, it's it, tough, and you have to. You can't get that anchored. Plus, you shouldn't be dealing with it. I right. Mean, the way we you sh- should is strong, but uh, you know, my daughter's bringing up this. She's sending me an article on you know five G. I'm going. Okay, listen. You just worked a double shift, you know, at a restaurant in Boston. Yeah. Coming home, sit down. Why are you reading this stuff? Right. 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 Yeah. This is probably not it. So why are you reading this stuff? Well, or save it and read it tomorrow. So to your point about anchoring biases, yeah. people people are rooted, anchored into things, and anything that solidifies or verifies that position right. makes people feel more empowered, whether it's right or wrong. Right. And so it's like, yeah, see, I, I knew that that was there. I knew that was right. And, and, and there's so much written. It's so hard. And that's why I say triangulate. Don't yeah. just, you know, because for every one of those articles she's going to read, there's another five that say, no, 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 yeah. that's not. And it's I literally like, sent her a flat earther article. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because, because said, there's, this is out there too. And, and, yeah. and I think that this is an unprecedented time psychologically where people are looking so much more for more information. And, and I just can't believe how much, I shouldn't say I can't believe there's so much written now in I think the past month or two that I've seen just daily, daily, daily coming to the response of every little tidbit of information that wasn't there before. I think it was to a certain degree, but now it's just booming with so-and-so said this, and now there's five articles on it, and -and so-and-so said this, and now there's 10 articles on that, and now there's proof, and it's proof that was done in the back room of some this and some that, and it was a four-person study, and and now because people aren't bored, and they're lonely, Mm -hmm. and they're tired, and they're frustrated and people are out there doing this and it's generating more of the mass hysteria or the mass driven group think or right. it's fulfilling the need also of entertainment. And people, I don't think, are conscious all the time and being self-aware enough to know that. Well, it's media capitalization. Just, it, yes. Yeah. Right. And I, I don't want to pick on the globe, although I love picking on the globe. But you I, can pick on it. I, I will not. I'll I get, just listen. I get the emails all the time, and I'm still getting the emails, and it's every day. You get the new COVID case count. You get the no COVID right. count, uh, death count. Right. And I told you about the time that the, the numbers weren't climbing fast enough, so they said, and this person says there could be 6,000. Right? Oh, yeah. That's just to throw it in now. to get more, more clicks and just make themselves stand out. And But you never get covid cases covid deaths covid recoveries you never get right. covid recoveries and then the globe yesterday is like well it's hitting black communities it's like oh it's racist now okay yeah good. i saw that yeah you know it's like really yes well and and it's and and i saw and so i hadn't heard that until last night and all yeah. of a sudden i saw it come across one of the tickers on something i was watching and i'm like oh now we've moved into this yeah. as it's now going to be put on a particular race culture and whatever and and that that does not do anything but go no. down a rat hole with people because now right. it's going to be this whole new thing and talk about infiltrating psychology of like you know i mean hopefully it's gone away i mean the, when this first all started i'm sure you heard about the stories and it happened in bedford where my office is you know there were little kids that were being attacked that were asian because people yeah. were you know i mean it's got these runs on it that people put on it and then it turns into this very mean driven thing because people are doing that and again it's asking people to step back and and just hearing that as a piece of information as opposed to integrating it in and saying, oh, that must be true. Oh, that must be true. It's not. It's more, it's, I mean, it's not that it's not true, but it's more like, okay, it's a piece of information that's now added to the information that we're going along with because in four weeks, there's going to be some, well, today there's going to be something new or there's going to be an add-on, an add-on and just being logical about it that, okay, noted, noted that that's there, but also noted that four weeks ago, and, and people are being attacked for, you know, just being looking like they're Asian and therefore it's their fault. I mean, right. I mean, come on. Right. It's it's thinking about let's not go there and make it another problem when that's not necessary. But it's I mean, there's lots of pieces. That's that psychological uh, slope of you well, know media is, losing traction and needing to have something else to talk about when those when those attacks on, you know, Asian looking people happened. It becomes news media, which makes it institutional, and it's not institutional. Right. Again, it's a nation of 350 million people. Right. Right? Right. Because Tiger King is doing what he's doing to Tigers. That doesn't mean it's, it's rampant in this country. Right. That you can find these case, outlying cases everywhere. Right. Right? So exactly. taking it on the national level makes it a national problem, and I don't know if it's a national problem. There, there are some idiots. 
well, do it, idiotic right. and the, things. And the, so there's the ten percent, right? There's the ten percent uh, outliers like that have these issues. Of 1%, but yeah. What? That's more like one tenth of one percent. Well, right, but, but yeah. it's in, I'm just saying it's yeah. in that it's in the outlier region, and so mm-hmm. when you have those cases and then they get national attention, that's what starts to you know. It's right. the ball rolling effect. It's it's getting people revved up. It's the rev up of okay, we were getting a little slow on news. We're getting a little slow on on worry. We're getting a little slow on you know causing you know whatever. So you know there's ways of ways of psychologically maneuvering people. Yeah. And this has been happening. This isn't new, but this is what happens. And now we're such you know you you typically I mean we usually see it in our day to day lives and it happens now. It's on a on a more global perspective that. Yeah. There's a maneuvering or 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 a, a coping strategy of like keeping people you know disempowered in a lot of ways, feeling like they have no control or feeling like there's these terrible right. awful things that are happening, which are and not. But then people don't generate this this perspective because people allow other people to think for them. Well, yeah, it, that's absolutely true. But now it's being forced on us. We're being forced on how to think. Right. Well, you're being forced if you if you listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Right? I mean, yeah. you're only being forced if you listen to it and then adopt it. Yeah, but we're communal, right? Yeah. Listen, I think it's perfectly fine to someone to pick up some, you know, yard clippings. Yeah. Come to my house and pick up some yard clip- clippings. Personally, that's what I believe, and I think it's fine, especially if someone's willing to do it and wants to keep their business going and make a couple bucks. But I'm susceptible to the herd mentality. I'm, I'm susceptible to being a little leery of how other people are going to react to that. Right. And the only reason I did it on that public scale is because I don't know anybody. I wanted, right. I wanted someone to step up and say, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm still working. Yeah. Or yeah, I can use a few bucks. So you have to kind of go public with that. And, and you, Otherwise, and you if know, I had somebody, I'd have called them and said, hey, you're picking up. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. I'd have avoided the whole public mess because we're we're communal animals. We're part right. of the community. Right. And everybody's we're up feeling in everybody's these pressures. business. Yeah, exactly. I know. So did you find anybody? A couple of people responded good. and said, "Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. They were willing to do it." And that's what I've been finding is that people on these on these things that people are asking. But I you used know, the psychological trip of diffusing the conversation at the beginning of the conversation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want any trouble here. Right. I'm, I'm just yeah. I'm not looking some, to cause a problem or yeah. make you mad. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Or, or to tick you off. I yeah. just want you to. I just want you to. Actually, somebody needs to help me. Yeah. I'm not giving you an opportunity to. Uh, <laughs> go nuts on me here but i just want to get some yard clippings picked up exactly yeah. and 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 that's and and i think you did it the right way i mean unfortunately you had to do it that yeah. way but you did it the right and way and then so we get back to the problem was i was a little annoyed i had to do it that way right right because well because you had to take the extra step that you wouldn't yeah. normally have to take because you have the the you know the moral majority out there judging you yep and then it turns into a big thing about it. So I'm curious, have you seen in your practice or noticed in general in the news and just watching and, and having your toes in the water with this, have you seen the, the has there been a stages to this to this point? In other words, I noticed I've gone from uh, being a little worried to being frustrated to being angry at times. Yes. Societally, are we working through stages on this? So interesting because yes, I have, and yeah. I've you know, and I think those are the, I think those are the stages. It's almost like a grief response. Yeah, that's what you I was know? thinking. So, yeah. so you know, Elizabeth Kubler Ross, who's from the Boston area, in terms of some of the research she did on the five stages of grief and loss and coping with death and dying, mm-hmm. um, you know, th- those are the st- some of the stages in that bargaining for more time, acceptance. You know, I don't think people are really in the acceptance phase. No, but the depression phase the you know the frustration what do we start was, what's the what's the progress is it denial um you mean what are the stages yeah so there of course you put me on the spot i have to remember yeah. that there's bargaining for time denial acceptance um yeah just two others hold on um they'll come to me yeah you put me on the spot lou and i'm I have sorry to there. there's there's five of them but oh, resentment and yeah. i'm missing one See, uh, it I, will come to me, but a, so there's so a mistake the, you never make. Bring some because I know, I know them and I can't come up with them. Yeah, because either. you yeah. know you want me to think of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, as soon as we go off air, I'll remember them right in a row. Yeah. Um, and I teach about them all the time too. So the, so the five stages, I sort of they coexist with what you were just saying in terms of frustration, resentment. Uh, you know, I see a lot more. You know, at the beginning, um, you know, it was denial. Yeah. Maybe this will help me. I'll go through it in my head like this. I've gone through it was, that. It yep. was denial, and then 
um, and knowing that the, the end result is acceptance. And they loop. They never. It's not necessarily they go in order. Oh, really? No, they don't go in order. So they you can be you in dance, denial and then go into them. bargaining yeah. for more time. Like so, mm-hmm. say if you have someone that's sick in the hospital. Um, you know, I have I actually have a couple of family members that have have this and have been in the hospital. So. Um, you know, you go through denial and then you go through bargaining for more time and then there's a resentment, you know, of why me or why them or, you know, things like that. And then there's depression. Yep. And then there's the acceptance piece. And and people will run through this all the time of, of your day to day just dealing with the grief. So let's not call it it's not loss at this point. In ter- well, it is for some people right. around some things, but let's just take the general thing of grief. It's a grieving process of your life as we know it, and now it's something different. So it's denial that, well, this isn't really that bad. Um, you know, oh, my gosh, this is so resent. I'm resentful of the fact that, you know, there's people that are working versus me. I can't. Um, why me? Why not them? Uh, why can't I have? Why can't, yeah. you know, that? Or or why do I have to go out and ask somebody for that when it's just something that's so, so basic? Uh, frustration because I'm being, you know, right. stuck and I can't do my life and, and nobody understands. Nobody has it as bad as me. Then feeling really depressed because I... I I'm stuck. I mean, I've watched people in the past week, a a select group of my clients, when they've called, they're like, I've done nothing this week. Yeah. And then last week they were motivated. We had a plan, the whole thing. And then they're like, I'm down. Yeah. And I'm like, of course you are. And it's okay because this is expected because it's part of this, this stage process. Right. And then my, my gut tells me psychology wise that by next week they'll have more to report because they'll have gone through the swing right. again and then got gone to acceptance a little bit and then bounce back to whichever stage they're in. I think I might have hit all five. You did. Oh! <laughs> and, but we also can't look at this as a as a uh, cycle of uh, reaction to one event because I don't think it's been that. It, no. It, we're getting hit. We're getting bombarded. This is part right. of the problem here. Well, it's, it's a con, and I think that the the bombardment is proportioned, or the response is purport, um, proportioned to the bombardment, and vice versa. I think they're coexisting yeah. together. So when a new piece of information comes in, then we've got you know a new level of denial, or a new level of resentment, or a new level of exhaustion and being yeah. frustrated. Well, I know it sounds silly, but it's like first of all, we have the pandemic. Yeah. And then it's like you're telling me I can't go to a restaurant, and right. then you're telling me the Red Sox aren't playing. You tell. I, I know it sounds silly. I can't run the Boston Marathon next week. I can't run the Boston Marathon. I can't go to. I'm not supposed to go to work, or I'm supposed to feel guilty if I go to work. Right. You know, this is the react I'm going to get because I'm getting up and trying to do what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's day to day, and it's like people ask me all the time. How many times in the course of the day people ask me things about two weeks from now, three weeks from now, and it's like, all right, let's take it when we get there because I have no idea what the world right. looks like three weeks from now. Exactly. And that's it, a tough way to live. Well, it is. But it, in so in my business, this is actually a godsend because this is actually how I want people to live more like because yeah. people are so about living like they're asking you. And I'd rather people be doing this as live in the moment. We talked about this last week. Live in the present. Live today. Live tomorrow. You know, live for like what you're going to do in the next day or two. Yeah. But live like you don't know what's coming. Live like you can't know what's coming. It's going to change yeah. and it's going to. But today you have control. You know what you're doing today. Plan for today. Plan for tomorrow with the flexibility. But knowing that, you know, I mean, what a way to drop fear generation down by not planning for three weeks from now. Yep. You know? Yeah. I mean, every time yeah. I walk out of here at the end of our show, I always say to you, I'll see you next week unless something changes. <laughs> no, <laughs> right? Exactly. I mean, yeah. I think that's always the last thing I say to you before I leave. Yeah, and, and when I when I found out the, the meme that came up, and it's part of the golf t- another golf tip, it's like the meme is anxiety is when you don't have everything figured out right, right now. Right. And it's like, so when I heard that and started embracing it, the, the little mantra that I carried around was, I don't have that figured out yet, and it's right. okay. And that's basically the way you have to live right now. Exactly. I don't have that figured out yet. Exactly. And you don't have to have it figured out. You don't out. have to. You don't have to. People think they have to, and you don't have to. Right. But the problem with figuring it all out in advance, and I was one of the people who did this because I was thinking scenarios all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm a ruminator. I'm working through stuff all the time, mostly threat generating, but I'm working through it all. But the problem with that is, and it's funny, it's a radio principle. Okay. This is how it landed for me, and you exhibited it when you came in here. And it's like, we're going to have a good show. It's, you got anything? And it's like, we, ha- we came into this with no plan. Yeah. And usually when people start in radio, they start in show business or whatever they're doing, they plan everything out. 
And what that does is it limits opportunity. Yes. If you stick to the plan, you miss an opportunity for a, a particular conversation or a point. That's right. And hopefully we've, we've landed into some opportunity of some points here yeah. and some things to go over. But that's why not figuring, sometimes not figuring everything else that out that far in advance just leaves open opportunity for exactly. you. Exactly. It's like, exactly. I, I wouldn't have seen that coming, you know. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have taken that job or I wouldn't have known I would have gotten that job or that opportunity. And if you stick to a plan and you have your blinders on, you miss a lot of opportunity. And I and I and I have a, a running joke with someone that we know mutually that is a planner. Yeah. And and because I'm more like that, what you were talking yeah. about, it drives him crazy. Yeah. And 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 I try to help that along with people that feel like that. And and many people live like that. That it's it's about I have to have a plan because but you miss you miss so much when you're always in plan. There's nothing wrong with plans, obviously. Right. But what are you missing when you're always scripted? But when you're overwed to the plan. Right. And you and don't you, see the opportunities when they cross your path. Right, because you're not listening. I call it, you know, um, I call it the bad actor syndrome, that you're always listening, but you're really not listening for what the person's saying. You're listening to what, the, just for the moment to respond. Right. You're listening for your cue. Right. So yeah. you're, just, you're just present enough to just be in the moment of you, but not in the moment of what's happening in the room. And it's... And that's you translate perfectly to everything we've been talking about and, and everything going on in the world is plan plan nothing but plan for everything. Well, yeah. Well, and as Mike Tyson too, everyone has a plan to get punched in the mouth. Exactly. But and now it, we've been punched. Yeah. And you gotta realize that, you know, it's time to it's not necessarily time to make a new plan. It's just time to take care of this what's in front of you right now because we don't know We've seen the world change drastically in three weeks. Yes. Or four weeks. Yes. And like I said, before that, two weeks before that, we were worried about World War Three. Right. You don't know. Right. Take care of what's in front of you. Exactly. Try to plan a little bit, but understand that things are going to change. Well, yeah, and 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 I and I think and I to the point of what I said yesterday um, on my I I try to put up a daily quote for everybody that knows me and and yep. try to keep things positive. I'm not a purporter of. Uh, all the gossip and all that stuff on my on my social media to yeah. try to be healthy, and um, you know I think that if you always help someone on a daily basis, and you keep in mind that you're always helping someone, making them smile, doing something nice, yeah. giving someone a kudo or a praise or something, you know you're doing something for someone that maybe no one else will do, and if that's what your day is and having a purpose, that's a win. It's a win. And mm -hmm. right now, there's not a lot people can do, but man, you can make someone's day better just by doing something kind or nice or courteous or, or loving. Yeah. And if you do that, as cliche and maybe sugar-coated, cheesy as it sounds, it, it's, it makes this much easier. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Contact information. All right. All right. So, Lou. Yes. Have a great week. And everybody out there listening in, have a fantastic week. And I will be back here next week. Unless something changes. <laughs> That's right. Have Me a too. great week.